Welcome back to the two for one NBA playoff special brought to you by the two beers podcast. I'm Jordan. I'm here. I'm running the show just like Jeannie Buss is running the Lakers. I'm with Drew. I'm with Tori. We're halfway through the second round. Guys, how's it going? Uh, I'd be a little more cheered up after tonight if you would have let that song song play a little bit longer before you faded it out. But other than that, sitting pretty in suntan, suntan city in Miami like the Sixers. Nice. Tori, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, fresh back out out of uh, Long Island trip, so I'm ready to record and ready to spit some knowledge. Nice about Long Island or just NBA well, or just. I, just I knowledge. thought we were gonna stick to the NBA, but I could hey I could expand, but you know. I'm, I'm disappointed we didn't get the uh, the remote location podcast. Just yeah, from that... from experience, they're they're. Uh... They they They're tend special. to be sexy. They're special. Yeah, yeah I um, uh, I kind of messed up because I only had one suitcase. If I had a second one, I could have packed the gear and uh, took it on the road. But that's his life. You mean um, you don't? What you mean when you like travel? You don't like leave your house with like the backpack, the suitcase, and then like the headphones just around your neck. That's like how <laughs> I imagine you like heading out. Nah, nah, I'm I, I'm not that cool. <laughs> what, what I'm the, like what, I'm like a bum in sweatpants. Lucky to you know keep what? everything together. Oh, halfway man. halfway to the airport, I go ah, I forgot that thing. That's <laughs> that's me. Yeah, groovy. Uh, cool. Well, um, to start off, why don't we give a quick awards recap? Or I got a better idea. Okay, what's that idea? We could get to the niceties. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do that too. Everyone assume positions for the world famous two Bruce salute. Three, two, one. Um, I'm ah, got there it. it is. There it is. I have a Founders All Day IPA. Tori, what do you got? Well, I picked this uh, beer because it was named after a song. Is this song playing in Miami tonight? That's right. This is called a uh, Welcome to Jam Rock by Beer Tree Brewing, uh, double New England style IPA, 8.3% alcohol. Love it. I love it. Once, Once you tip 7%, that's where the good stuff is. Yeah. Uh, what are you drinking, Drew? Uh, I've got about a mega pint of tequila. Is that <laughs> is that is that what they uh, the Amber Heard's it, lawyer that's, that's, official measurement? That's an uh, official metric metric <laughs> unit of metric. Uh, a mega pint. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 sir. It was a large glass it's all, of wine. It's on the metrics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. Nothing. Nothing in it. No. No. No water. No soda. Just no. Ch- no chaser. No. Nope. No mixer. Nope. Just, uh, isn't that an acapella group? Straight no chaser. Yes. It any is. any hoodles. It's a great uh, name if it is. Yeah. Let's go to uh, as I was uh, jumping the gun before. Let's go to a quick awards recap. Uh, I'm gonna kick it to Drew to drive this boat. Uh, all these nerds are losers. I I I wish every voter would have to give a five minute spiel about. Why, how they voted and what they used and how that correlates uh, to what we watch. You know, the biggest. I, I heard that the voters actually voted Embiid and then they got pressured to change it to Jokic. <laughs> oh, man. You guys got to watch Winning Time. It's so good. Great. I, I did. That's why I said great, that. Great twist there. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll start with MVP. Uh, so it leaked. Yesterday, of course, they bury. It's funny they bury it like Monday morning at eight a.m., which is so odd. Uh, I guess, I guess, because the guy's not playing anymore, so it's like, when, when, when is a good time to actually announce it? Uh, Joe, uh, Jokic is going to win back-to-back MVPs. He now will have more MVPs than than Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal, which is just so comical. 
the softest uh, two-time okay. MVP since uh, my hate, hatred of Steve Nash. Allen Iverson, the list goes on. Um, I and, and what's funny, this, so the vote, wait, the voting results haven't come out yet, and I think I said this when we did the first two-for-one. I guarantee you it's not even close. I I bet you he won by a landslide, and I bet you on top of the nerds that use like these computer formulas and all these nonsense uh, vapors, flarvers, bmots, vorps. Uh, I, I bet you those same people picked like Giannis second. Uh, a lot of people, it's like they'll pick Jokic first with that stuff, but then they'll ignore it and be like, "Well, Giannis is the best player in the league, so we'll just give him the second place votes." And then Joel for third. Um, I, I don't even know how they come up with these metrics. Like it's all stuff that's all like fictional. You know, one of them was, "Oh, well, when when Jokic is on the court." The Nuggets play like a 63-win team. When he's off the court, they play like a 17-year team. And there's f- some formula that does that. I'm like, you got to play the effing games, man. Like, that that's how you know what things are. Like, that's that's complete nonsense. Like, you have no idea how a team's going to show up on a random Tuesday in the NBA with a bunch of guys playing for, like, long-term contracts. It's, it's just so stupid. Uh, all I know is there's, there's metrics that – suggested and said that Jokic was not only better defensively and had more of an impact than Giannis and Joel, but that he was like the third best defensive player in the NBA. And so all I got to say to people with these metrics, on the most important play, defensive possession in the Denver Nuggets season, game four against the Warriors in the last 10 seconds of the game, you know where you know where Nikola Jokic was? On yeah. the bench, they on benched his, him. On so, his rear end. so if you have, if you have metric, and all they were showing was, oh, look at Jokic on the bench calling out the play. He's on the bench. So if you have metrics that say this guy is this is 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 has a more has more of an impact defensively than these guys, and he's getting benched when these other guys are on the floor on they're guarding multiple positions. Like you know all the you know all this stuff is flawed. Jokic had a great season. I don't care about his rat teammates, quote unquote. Like when guys play hard, like his guys did every night. Like you're gonna win a lot of games in the NBA because teams don't play hard every night. Like that's that's just that's just the way that it works. They, they didn't they didn't do as well as the Sixers against te- against the better half of the league. Um, and I think that it's unfair. I think that it really got downplayed how Joel carried that team. With all the Simmons baggage that came, like it's not that just Simmons was missing, but he was he wasn't there. He didn't play fifty plus games because like oh he had Harden this and that. Okay, Harden played twenty one games for the Sixers. He didn't have a legitimate number two guy for over fifty games. Plus they had to deal with all because everyone says oh it's a big deal like the distraction. That's why you need to trade Simmons. And they were you know they were two games away from being the one seed again. Like they're the four seed, but there was a three way friggin' tie for the second best record in the East. And it's just ridiculous. Not only that, you know, they had to completely reshape the team. He loses Steph Curry, who we had, or Seth Curry, who like they balance a lot of the offense around with those two, bring it hard and completely change the way that they have to play offensively in 21 games. And I think they went 14 and seven in those games. So I, whatever, it's a joke. It's like, who cares? Just vote whatever bullshit you want now. Um, you know, it, it should be Joel. That's uh, that was it. There's no, there's no argument to be made. Uh, not outside of Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, it's just it's um, just silly. The, and I, I told you guys, like they were gonna I, give it I to this guy. I posted something to Twitter immediately. I came out with the meme, and then uh, there was there was a guy who responded to us that said, uh, "How about two thousand points, a thousand rebounds, and five hundred assists for for Excel spreadsheets?" And I said. Oh, that's pretty good. I said, "Where was he on uh, on defense in that last last uh, game of the season?" And he did not respond. Yeah, no, no, because because there's no, yeah, exactly. It's like there's no there's no response to that because it's like, oh, one isolated play that's not in the regular season. It's like no, like that 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 just tells Exempl- you what you need. Exemplify. Yeah, it's like his, yeah that these yeah. metrics are nonsense. Like just like per thirty sixes. It's like well, there's a reason why this guy doesn't play thirty six minutes and he plays nine minutes a game. So why do you even have a friggin' per thirty six stat? Uh, it's it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, but, you know, again, my I, I, I my my biggest I, I didn't even need to, I watch all I watch the games. 
All I have to say is they're both elite offensive players. I, I know that you know, Jokic is a better playmaker, but Joel is such a dominant force that he has to constantly get double and triple teamed. Like, it's ridiculous. And, you know, so they're, you know, maybe Jokic is a shy better offensively than Joel. It's not even, it, they're not even in the same stratosphere defensively. Not at all. And people that were using like the use like the metrics to say, oh no, 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 like not only is it close, but but technically, if you look at these numbers, Jokic is better. I'm like, yeah, cool. That's why he's benched and why Joel's out there guarding guarding guards and and uh, and and swingmen. Well, that was an <sighs> epic rant. It was. Uh, thank you for that, Drew. That it's was... just unfortunate, man. You know, yeah. and it's like, ah, oh, yeah, stuff doesn't matter. It's like, well, listen, like you know, if I. <laughs> I it's hard to it's it's hard it's it's hard to win an NBA championship unless you have a stacked super team and even then it's not a gimme but it's a lot easier. Like I, these these things matter like to to be the most valuable like it, it matters it, it just does so hopefully they have fun with their satellite newscast uh, with uh, with Jokic to give him the uh, to give him the award again because he sure shit ain't playing. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, Tori, won't you take us through a couple of the other awards? Unless did you want to add anything to that MVP? I mean, I I had uh, Embiid on here. I thought they should have. I thought he was the best player this year. I thought he should have got it. Um, like you said, Jokic is great, but you know uh, Embiid was more valuable to his team. Uh, contributed in a bigger way every night. Uh, th- th- a lot of Jokic's numbers, I felt, are. They put the ball in his hands probably eighty percent of the time and run every everything, you know, through him. Whether it's in the post or out at the top of the key, everything's through him. So his numbers are gonna be inflated because of that. Um, right. And you know they do that because he's great, but uh, Embiid was just better this season. Um, um, as far as the other awards, you want me, you said you want me to go through them. Um, yeah, just also wanted to note that Embiid led the league in scoring as a center. First time that's happened, what's in Shaq and whatever yeah. year that was. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, what was, how about the other ones, T? Um, you, um, you, I'll, I'll let you choose which one you want to do first. I think, uh, trying to, I'm trying to go most recent. Uh, I believe coach was also, uh, recently announced, uh, Monty Williams won coach of the year, uh. Drew, I believe you had that as like the makeup for last year. You said I, I thought Taylor Jenkins yeah. did an, an incredible job with that team. And, uh, I mean, every player on that roster took a step forward, and they were winning through injuries, everything. So I, I thought Taylor Jenkins could have won, should have won that. Um, yeah, I agree. Monty, I mean, Monty Williams was hey, they they had the best record, and they were the best team in the league, and he coached them so. I mean, if you, that's how, if that's your determination, then Monty Williams, but yeah. And again, I, I, I said Jake and like when we did our, who should, who will, like, I thought Jake and should have got it as well. I just, again, because there, there was a little bit of an uproar, obviously that Monty should have got it last year. They gave it to D Tony, not D Tony. Um, who's, who's the, who's that, who's the guy who's going to get fired uh, just Thibodeau's. as quickly. Yeah. Tibbs. Um, God, New York's had so many coaches. I can't keep track of them. Uh, I just, I just knew this was like, it didn't matter. Like they were, they weren't going to, they weren't going to do that two years in a row. Yeah. Um, all right. How about, uh, six man of the year? That that was kind of no drama, Hero, right? Yeah. No, we don't need yeah. to talk about that. That was a given. Didn't one of us say that he was going to be good? I, I don't know. I'm assuming you're referring to yourself. I am. I thought we all, I mean... I don't know. Last I don't year, I think he's gonna be bad. Yeah, I, I mean, I was last. La- my concern year, was he gonna change Instagram models too much. Yeah, mm. I mean, last year he was so bad. It seemed like the bubble was just an aberration for him, because um, he had such a drop off. But you know, to his credit, worked worked hard and got back got back to that level this year. So, yep. Um, okay, um, six man most improved. Uh you know that was jaw although jaw packaged it up and left it at uh what deadman's uh, i'm house, sorry yeah. Des- desmond yeah. bain's house um, um and said this this is for you 
Uh, yeah, I, I I think it's fine. I guess I guess only MVP like games played matters because Job missed what twenty five games this year, and they still gave him an award, which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I I I, I had Garland winning it. I mean, I I didn't. Yeah, I thought Maxi should have uh, or Poole should have gotten the award, but I don't think they either one of them were even a finalist. No. So of the finalists that were named. Uh, I I thought Garland would get it just because I think ja, I think Ja was at just one Ja to me didn't play enough games since that's 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 the rule pair well I guess it's not except for the one award but uh, I just thought he missed too many games and I, I thought he was already at a at a pretty top top notch level last year. Yeah, uh, and Tori, you had who'd you have? I thought it should have been either Desmond Bain or Jordan Poole, but I don't think either one of them were finalists. So who was the third finalist? It's Garland. It was. Uh, Who's the third man? Yeah. Mabel. Was it Bane? Uh, yeah, I don't even know. Because I thought they were going to give it to Garland. I forget who it was. Uh, I'll tell you in a sec. I got it here. It was ba, Hogan. Ba, ba, ba. It was Hogan. Man. Hulk Hogan was, was the finalist for most important. I guess I don't have it there. Uh... Okay, it, it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's irrelevant. I'll find and, it in a minute. Uh, defensive player in the year. We we touched on it already um, on, on the previous one. Marcus Smart. Um, I mean, you know, it, it speaks for its. Oh, it, uh, Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray. Yeah, Dejounte Murray. Uh, Marcus Smart has gotten seemingly a little bit better, like every year of his career, and like he was a good prospect coming out of uh, Oklahoma State, but like. Man, like, he just like. Did anybody see this? Like, he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be the number one pick the year before. Yeah. I'm like, I think you're shortchanging him, dude. Yeah, because yeah, his issue was he was kind of a hothead in college. Yeah. Kind like, of his, like, his, like, his freshman black. year. After his freshman year, he was gonna. He was projected to possibly be the number one pick. I don't, I, I'll take your word for it. I don't yeah, yeah. Then he I stayed. Don't, like, I don't remember he, the projection number one pick, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, I do. I remember yeah, he. Like offensively, like he just had his way at Oklahoma State, and then he came in the league and like did not have his way offensively. Nah, he definitely like, needed. Right. To... It was like, what's this guy gonna do? Yeah, and he... and after like stumbling out of the gate initially, he just totally reinvented himself as like a gritty, like player who was good on defense. Then rebuilt himself on offense, and just. <laughs> got better and better every year from there is am i yeah. accurately describing basically the arc of his career yeah yeah, yeah for he sure. was always talented defensively uh and it took a little while to for him to find like, yeah how, his, his offense his, his offense was he was himself and he had yeah. to get a little bit better at it with uh his shooting right and, yeah 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 but in in college he was like this big big prospect and then got to yeah. the nba and was just like and he kind of stumbled out of the gate and then like n- now yeah. look at it was him. a process like, <laughs> for sure yeah, trust the process, right? Um, all right, is that all the? Is that all the? Uh, or wait, wait, I'm sorry. Who did you guys uh, have for defensive player? Um, uh, that was that was out before we did the last podcast. So yeah, okay. so it was. Already... Am I miss? Am I missing any other ones then? No, uh, I don't. Think uh, so. I mean, no, right? Yeah, no, okay. nothing. Made. R- rookie R- of the year. R- I mean, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, that was already out too. Which that's fine. I was fine with Barnes getting it. Yep. All right, let's let's get into uh, the games here. Um, let's let's start out with the series that is now three two Miami uh, leading the uh, the Sixers. Um, Joel Embiid injured the first two games. He ruled out for game three. Our boy just roars back, says "f the free world" like, like he's uh, B Rabbit, and just bucks up gets ready for game three and sure enough he's out there in the mask like like bane and rallies the team they wins game three and four to tie the series and then just a total bed shatting here tonight where they lose by 35 um drew as as with the mvp discussion let's just kick it to you and, and see what your thoughts are yeah, and I was well. It's funny too. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was yelling uh, at Wells Fargo to Tyler Hero. This guy's a gangster. He went to private school. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I had Sixers and seven. I thought they'd steal one of Miami, uh, and the Harden would explode one game. I thought he needed to explode one of those games to get it. He didn't. They didn't steal one. You know, Joel. I I, I went to Game Three. Um, 
I got my tickets the day before they even announced he was coming back, and it was like that on Friday. It was every 20 minutes there was like a new report. Like he's out, he's playing, he's out, he's playing. He's gonna see how walkthrough goes, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, that place went absolutely bonkers when he came out for the starting lineups. Um, great atmosphere, you know. They just just completely bum rushed Miami. You mean you it, mean they didn't show up in the middle of the second quarter? Don't don't even get me started on the fucking Heat fans. They don't even deserve good teams. Um, great win. Game four was tighter. They pull away. Harden. Harden actually has a an old an old an almost an old school like Harden game, not quite Houston Harden. Uh everyone's feeling good. I really thought they'd steal this game tonight. And man, they just came out just so pathetic. Like I like you give you give Joel the pass cuz he's playing with one thumb and a broken face. But man, like they had no energy. It was just being lazy and no energy. Like I and you know, Tori, you brought up a great point because again, their their fans suck in Miami. They have no fans. Like the seats are empty. Like they don't even show up until the second quarter. The ones that actually do show up, and so it's like I, I there should be no excuse to like be as sloppy and disjointed as they are. And Tori brought up a great point in our group chat. Maybe it's because like the environment's so awful that they just think it's like a scrimmage. So like they don't get they don't get hyped up for the game. I I don't know. It was pretty pathetic. I mean, everyone will be raving about the Heat defense and like. I, I'm sorry, like, unforced turnovers where you're just, like, lazy and throw the ball 20 rows out of bounds because you're just being stupid has nothing to do with the Heat defense. Like, you're just, just not playing smart. Um, they need to play play in front of a crowd like like the crowd at the shelter. For, I guess, yeah, right? With the, the rap battle. Every, they just need, they need to relocate to the 3-1-3. They, they, um, they definitely need to snap back to reality. That's right. Yeah. They really do. Uh, the bench just, I, the Niang can't hit a effing shot to save his life in Miami, which is just so perplexing. Maxi was trash again. At least I, I, I'll say Maxi at least Maxi and Tobias at least looked like they had effort, but that was really it. Um, it's hard to tell the bench scoring from the box score because I, you know, it was garbage time for eight minutes of the game. Uh, but man, big, big game, James, like I, I'd love to like just really know what that guy wants because like again, this is another swing game, big game playoffs, and like his like his efficiency looks okay if you look at the box score, but I couldn't even tell you his impact on the game. Uh just another just a, just another one. It's gonna be another stain and again people people are trying to say James Harden's better than Kobe Bryant. Like it's so funny how many people want to put the, some of these guys ahead of Kobe. I've never heard that once in my life. Oh, that's a thing. No, no, that's a thing. That Because when you look at what the numbers will look like at the end. Uh, and Drew's just sitting there saying, what do you want? Uh, <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. Uh, is that is that the only argument you have? It's the only argument I need, Sean. Uh, yeah, it's insane. Like, again, Durant's better than Kobe. Harden's better than Kobe. All these guys are better than Kobe Bryant. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, Cool. There's like you, you, you have like you can give me one example where Kobe looked like some of these guys that have as looked. As Consuela would say, no, 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 no. You go, you go. Um, yeah, like you can find like one or two Kobe games where like he was not not he, where he maybe he was inefficient, but like just didn't look like he gave a shit. I can find like ten games from like Durant and Harden in just like the last four years where that was the case. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Um. I don't want to get off the, the the wagon and say that they're gonna lose, but the fact that they just didn't even give a shit tonight, I I think Miami takes it in Philly. I don't I don't think they win Game Six and and force it back. I just if they would have lost like a close game and they were engaged and it was just you know what it was Miami's night. Duncan Robinson went off for twenty three. Like all these things happened and you still played. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, the ninety million dollar man. If all if if it was just a different app, but the fact that you just got your you lost by thirty just because you looked like you didn't give a shit, um, yeah, I I think Miami's gonna end up taking the series now in six. And I will say I it, I thought it was pretty irresponsible of, and I love Barkley and Chuck, and or sorry like Barkley and Shaq, <laughs> and uh, but like those guys, the announcers like Grant Hill and the sideline dude, I, I forget his name, Chris Haynes maybe. To basically apply that Embiid looked a little lethargic because he might have been upset about the MVP voting. I, I thought that was so irresponsible. It's like, maybe it's because he's playing with one thumb and a broken effing face. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, and he got, and, he, and I know, listen, I, I know, I know Deadman, 
I know Deadman didn't smack him in the face with his hand, but like when you get a ball and you basically shove the ball in the guy's face, like I still don't understand how shoving somebody out of bounds, whether you did it with the ball or your hands, isn't a foul or something. But like after that play, it looked like you know MB was just in a lot of pain and just took him a while to get back into it. So, and when he went diving, he did that asinine. Nah, he's always doing again. He always does that shit, which is like I get it. He looked like he was banged up after that too. Yeah, he was holding his back. It's like he just doesn't. He just doesn't know how to get out of his own way. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I wish I could be more. I mean, I I mean, I I can call them pussies and cowards as much as I need to. Horses, horses, like. Just no effort, man. Like it's it's game five. Yeah. Like it's there. The door's there. Like Middleton's hurt. Like I don't. I, I, the Celtics are good, but like I, I wouldn't be. I I wouldn't be all that worried no that I couldn't them. beat them. Yeah, they're a really good team too, and I think it's a bad matchup for the Sixers. But like I wouldn't be scared as I would be of like a healthy Bucks team. And like it's there if you can just beat this 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 Heat team's just not good. Like they're solid, but they're not like they're not a one seed NBA Finals favorite. Like they're just not, and like you're gonna you're gonna lose. And you spotted them two games, unfortunately, because you can't help Joel with the concussion. But man, it, it was just there. Just it's, this one, it, it won't sting as bad as the Toronto one because that was a series that should have been won um, in five games. But man, this is gonna sting a little bit. Uh, I. I'm not. I'm not as down on the Sixers. I think this is a game you just throw away the tape, come back. I I, I like them to win the next game at home. I think it'll go seven. Uh, From your I, lips to God's ears, my friend. I I still think the Heat will come back. They the Heat. What what they do is that not beat themselves the way you see like Philadelphia doing tonight, and they they do stay out of their own way. Um. They they just are you know solid. They just know their game plan, what they want to do, you know, execute it, and as as well as they can. Some nights are better than others, um, but they they just are consistent. They have that level of consistency that some of these other teams just don't have, and that's why I took them to go that far because I think they're going to stay at that level where where you're going to see Philadelphia have dips and Boston have dips. And, uh, Milwaukee without Chris Middleton will have their dips. But, uh, yeah, I, I just I, I do like uh, Philly at home, though. I, I think they're going to come out, play, realize they had no effort, have their backs against the wall, and come out with uh, fired up and, and take game, game six. All right. Um like it, so we'll, we'll see what happens from there. Um, moving on to Mavs Suns. Um, Suns come out, win the first two. Looks like maybe this is gonna be a short series. Maybe looks like uh, Luka Doncic and all his Cheddar Bob uh, Kirkland brand pro- players are just gonna go quietly into the night. But no, nay, they fight back. It's two two. Luca, Luca, and one Cheddar Bob sidekick a night are just pitching in. It was Jalen Brunson, then it was Dorian Finney-Smith. That was that was excellent, excellent. Um, what? I would your Cheddar Bob. Oh, weaving it in there. I would have um, used Makai Pfeiffer as the because he's like a he's like a Kirkland a Kirkland brand uh <laughs> sidekick in the movie. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it was still a solid solid reference. Yeah, I, I, I may, maybe maybe I should have saved that for someone shooting themselves in the leg. I was, was going to say I was, was trying to think if someone on that team shot themselves. Um, any any hoodles? Yeah, so uh, it's two two, and lo and behold, we're starting to ask the, the whole Chris Paul question again. Like, are we? Is this is this happening? Is Luka Doncic going to will his way past, past Wait, the it, mighty Suns? Is it sure it's two two? I thought it was laughable that the Mavs would even make a series out of this. I said I thought I was going to be edgy giving them two games. No, I know. I, it's funny how we remember we argued for like 20 minutes. I was going to say, you guys over, argued, and one of you took seven, and one of you took six. Over one I mean, game. I, I, after re-listening last week, I was, like, you, oh, I was kind of silly we were doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I recognized it on the well, fly. Yeah. Well, uh, you, I think you were, uh, you know, trying to pitch the argument that Dallas could win the series, and I still don't think that's... 
an argument. Even as we sit here tied pretty much at halftime of the fifth game. Um. Oh, so they're pl- they're playing now, and yeah, it's tied at, at halftime. Um. So yeah, uh, Tori, why don't you lead this one off? Wait, it's not tied. The, the Suns are up three. Three. Well, it, it may as well be tied. Uh. uh okay. Good. So, um. Pretty much, this Dallas is just coming heavy doses of Luca. Um. The Suns have had trouble guarding him, his size, and you know his. Savvy has just been giving them fits. Uh, he, he, look, Luca's great. He, he's, he keeps on this trajectory. He's gonna be all time great. Um, and Suns are learning that firsthand. Uh, the the Suns need to do a better job on these others. Like you said, there's just been a couple others stepping up, you know, a Jalen Brunson game, Dorian Finney-Smith hitting eight or nine threes or whatever it ended up being the other game. Uh, those are the things that you can and should be able to shut down defensively. Uh, and I would just thought you would have more of that kind of performance from the Suns' others. Like the other game, I think I saw like, well, I think Chris Paul was in single digits. That can't that can't be. You had like you know out of I have to bring it up, but it was something like Cam Johnson with like three or six. Like that that needs to be at least eight to nine points. And every every one of their role players was the same thing. Yeah yeah you had campaign two points. That's too little. Uh, Mike McAlbridge is six points. That's too little. Shemet two Durant points. Durant Jr., baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cam Johnson actually had 11 that game. But, yeah, just all these other guys. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, only 14 points. That's not enough. Five points from Chris Paul. You, you got to have – those guys' could, production needs to consistently be higher. Um, and it had been for a lot of the season. Uh, they just need to figure out a way to do that. I don't know. I – I missed the two games where Dallas won to see exactly what they are doing to cause these guys to have fits, but they're doing something. So I, I we'll see. I still think the Suns take it at six, but true, Bert. Uh, yeah. I mean, for you know, offensively, they're. They're just tricky to to play because again, I like I said in the in the series preview, like that wide five they do with Luca um, driving it, it's just so tough because he just commands so much attention. And he's so big, like it's not like he's even like a little guard, you know. Like he's you know how how tall is Luke? Is he six ten? Yeah, like, like he's crazy well. big. It's just insane, um, and. You know, like, all it takes is just one game for those guys to get absolutely hot. And, like, you know, game four, Finney Smith hits eight threes, you know. Um, And it's just tough. It's just tough when those guys start going nuts and you're just, you know, you get so tired the way they swing the ball and move the ball that it impacts you offensively. So I thought the Suns looked a little tired. And, you know, when the – because the Mavs do play smaller, you know, they have the ability to switch out on some of these shooters a little quicker – and I think the Suns didn't really try to force the issue with their bigs like they've done the entire postseason with McGee and with Aiton, um, those two games in Dallas. And I thought that I thought that really hurt them. As well as, I mean, Paul, people can talk about the refereeing all they want. Uh, Chris Paul, every one of those fouls Chris Paul committed was either a legit foul or just something stupid he did. Like, you know, the fact that he went back in the game for the last like 30 seconds of the first half when he had three fouls was just moronic. Like two, two point, you know, the, the risk and reward of getting two points or him picking up a fourth foul. It's just, you know, that there's no math there. Um, and Luke, Luca caught him and, and got him with one. Yeah. And, uh, and the foul he fouled out on, listen, he grabbed Jalen Brunson's arm. Like, you know, was it, or did he, you know, did he spear him and really earn that foul? No, but he fouled him. So, you know, Paul's got to be smarter and he's got to be better. Um, you know, I thought Paul had to be the, you know, he, he was the key guy for the Suns um, this series. 
And in the games they've won, he's been really good. In the two games he lost, he hasn't. Um, and really, offensively, the Mavs, you know, when they were all Luka the first two games in Phoenix, you know, they, they lost by double digits. And when the other guys got going and Luka didn't have to shoot as much and everyone was getting involved, they won the two games. So, and again, I that five that 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 five wide they do is just tough. Uh, I I mean, we'll see who wins this. We're watching it now, so I don't. We'll probably be wrapped up before the game's over. Um, I won't be shocked if the Suns win in six. But again, I I I picked the Suns in seven. I still think the Suns win the series. Um, you know, we'll see if Dallas if if they whoever if Dallas if, if Dallas wins tonight, it would be awesome to see how how Phoenix responds down three two in Dallas in the second round here. Like, uh, I, I, I almost am rooting for Dallas would, to win this that game. That would be funzies. Yeah. Especially Paul. Like I, people that I, gut, I, I, gut check time. Yeah, like, I, I, Tori, I know you didn't agree with me. And, Jordan, I don't think you cared either way because we're not that kind of podcast. But I, I still think Paul has more pressure on anybody this, this postseason to win the title for just for his leg, overall legacy and where he's going to end up all time um, on some of these lists. To to, uh, to to not to not even make the finals when you won sixty three games ah that be that be a tough one to argue where people that try to make up excuses for some of his shortcomings when his team's been favored. You, okay, so say he loses in the second round. This you know, say he lose, they lose the next two games. Yeah. Do you think his his legacy is more negatively impacted? Than say a Durant and Irving who lost in four games in the first round. No, I well I don't know, but I don't think there was as much pressure on them to win the title this year. Yeah, like those KD. guys are those no? guys already won a championship. I know. I was talking about winning titles. Like, no, I don't think there was as much pressure for them to win a title this season. I just I don't like Chris. Like the whole knock on Chris Paul is that he either if can't Chris stay. Chris Paul had won a title already. Yeah, like he can't stay healthy and. He's he's come up small in some big in spot. Playoffs. Like he's had some moments, yeah. Yeah. but like he's had some really big kerfuffles in games. Um, and like when you have a team, to Drew's kerfuffle. point, when you have a team that's just like there, like like this team can win a championship. Like like they absolutely can. Yeah. And, then, and to and lose, then, like, like if, if you were to lose if here, they were to, just lose base... to like the fighting Luka Doncic, like that would be yeah, it, it would be bad. And I, I, I th- and especially if he I, came I mean, up small. I, I agree. And but this and this is what I'm saying. Listen, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is going to probably end up being a top 50 player of all time, if not higher, right? But people want to put him in there as the first or second best point guard. Listen, he's not better than Magic. I don't think he can ever surpass Magic Johnson. I don't. Correct. I don't think. I don't think we've had anyone who's even sniffed Magic. No, I agree. And I'm sorry, I don't consider Steph Curry a point guard. I just don't. So I I don't have Steph Curry as number two. Um, I th- you know I still think Isaiah Thomas is probably number two on that list. I don't I don't obviously I don't know Kuzi Archer like all these other guys who I didn't see play sure, in the sixties sure. and seventies. I don't know them, but like to me Isaiah Thomas is number two, and I think I think if Chris Paul would have won a title, maybe you'd have some argument that he passes Isaiah. I still wouldn't do it, but like I think if he loses again, oh, Jason Kidd. Uh, I think Paul's but good call. I mean I, I don't know. I think say? Paul's. So how about Jason Kidd? It's a guy. That's just true. I I do think Paul's better than Jason Kidd because I think he's been a better two. I think he was a better two way player his entire career. Whereas I think Kidd's inability to really work and develop a jump shot really held some of his teams back there. Uh, Jason Kidd's like third all. Well, he he developed he developed he developed it later in his career when he got to Dallas, which is why he became really dangerous and stayed in the league for so long. But that took him a, when he was on when, when he was with New Jersey that yeah, he wasn't hitting yeah. jump shots like that wasn't his thing. Yeah, I, 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 you're you're not wrong. But I, that's he, what I'm saying. I like, think that's why I like, would probably have Paul higher than him. At I think, one point, I don't know if he still is, but at one point he was like top five all times in three points. He probably is, yeah. Right. And again, that was I think, I think more just more. later in his career. I just I just think Paul was a more impact. I put a lot of emphasis on two way play. Um, and I just think Paul's there. But yeah, that's why I just think Paul. And I think again, if to come up to come up short again. It's just like, yeah, dude's just not winning the title. It's not in the cards. And there's been – that Clippers team should have made a finals. Um, uh, they should have. They, 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 they were they, a yeah. piece away. The year they blew the 3-1, the 3-1 lead, I still think they – they should have. They would have beat the Warriors um, in the Western Conference. Or I think I think they should have. I'm sure they would have found a way to choke it away. Yeah. I just thought that team was really good. Um, and he choked that game five against OKC in horrific fashion. You know the Houston stuff. 
okay, cool, he got hurt, but that's another knock. Like, the dude just can't stay healthy yeah. um, through a postseason. But too much time with the Chris. That's why we don't talk about stuff like that on our pod. But, again, I it's I, I would love to see him down 3-2 here in this series and have, have a big game. It's a good discussion. And not just, yeah, not just against, like, you know, the 30 – sorry, and I stand corrected. The 36-win Pelican team, not the 34-win team. Let me make sure I give them their extra two wins. Give them their flowers. Yeah, I'll give them their flowers for winning 36 games in the regular season out of 82. Is it 82 still? 82 yeah. this year. Last, last, year was 70, last year was 72. This year is 82. 82. Okay, yeah. So 30, think, 36 wins, they man. To, uh, they need to teach that whole team how to re, like reteach them how to run the whole yeah. team. That and then, fix it. And then maybe, maybe they'll win 40 games. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on from that series to the Celtics and the Bucks. Uh, they split the first two games uh, in Mil- uh, or, I'm sorry, in Boston. Um, then they go to Milwaukee, and they split those games too. In Game Four, um, you know, the Bucks are up. I believe it was seven going into the fourth. Giannis putting on a show, looking like they're gonna uh, just cruise into uh, you know the three-one lead. And all of a sudden, you know, going into that fourth quarter, the Celtics are just in the bathroom staring themselves in the mirror. You know, knees weak, palms are heavy, mom's sweater, or the spaghetti. Mom's spe- spaghetti's on the sweater already. Uh, whatever. You know what I'm getting Vomit at. is on this sweater already. It's mom's spaghetti. Uh, thank you. And they, they were nervous. They were nervous. Yeah, exactly. On the surface, and, they look calm and ready, though. Well, that's not on the surface. And then Al Horford started dropping bombs. I was going to say, then, yeah, then then it happened. Yeah, then then, uh, Jason Tatum goes big boy. Al Horford just goes nuts. And uh, sure enough, they, they, what, have a 43-point fourth quarter? Uh, Win win the fourth quarter by 15 to to even the series at 2-2. Just, it's just. Cue the gif of the Undertaker in, you know, just sitting up in, in the coffin. And here we are, series tied 2-2. So, uh, Drew, kicking this one to you to start. Um, wh- what's your take on what's transpired so far and, and where they go from here? Uh, Yeah, I think this has been probably one of the, the best second-round series we've had in, in a really long time. I think in general, I think all these second- It's been the, be- the series of the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I think in general, I think all this, all, like this entire second round, has been one of the best second rounds since like two thousand nine. Um, just like with the the adjustments, the 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 clash of the teams playing each other, things like that. Um, it's really just been a tale of just inconsistencies. Like, can I, can I uh, venture why I think that is? Yeah, go ahead. Because we are kind of in the middle of the changing of the guard. Like, the the Warriors are the only like old team like around. Like, these are all, like, new, fresh, hungry teams, you know. Even though, I mean, Milwaukee got over the hump last year. But, you know, these are all young, new teams. So, they're all still trying to figure it out. And it's been played out really great. Yeah. And I think also, you know, I think, you know, the the 20, is it the 2010? What, what would you call 2010 to 2020? The 2010s? Or the, the 20- 2010s, sure. Like, that decade, you know. We really had the you know the 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 super team thing going on where even in second rounds it's like yeah cool like these these teams are just going to steamroll these other teams and there's so many sweeps because the teams just don't have all the talents on like three teams so I think we're a little bit more diversified from a talent perspective and stars on some of these teams too um, and it's really it's really just been which team can get two guys to show up um, on the same night. The teams that's gotten two two two, yeah. two players play play really well have won each of the games. Um, for the Bucks, I think I said my key was I, I needed Drew Holiday to play like an all star, and he's played like an all star in two games. And two games he's played like complete dog shit. Um, did you send the Did you send the uh, the graphic of how many points he has on shots, Tori, or did I get that off Twitter? Uh, no, but I would guess he's averaging about one point per shot, if that. I don't know. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, and he's just got to be better. Like again, like you can't One expect point per shot. Uh, you know what? I I want to let me, let me just comment here because Tori, I brought this up to Drew. Uh, I always I think about this all the time, and I brought this up to Drew like a month or two ago. But like, okay, before the advent of the 
uh, not even the advent, before the proliferation of the three-point shot and just the, the like, explosion in free throws because of, like, you, you breathe on somebody. <coughs> like, like, if you shot 50%, like, that's considered decent, like, to good, and that's one point per shot. So, anyway, I, I, I digress, but go ahead. I'm mad. Yeah, I, I don't mean, have it, this. Yeah. My, my yeah. thing is, if you're shooting 50%, you're, you're not wasting. Half of the possessions are used correctly. If you're, if you're throwing away, that's why I, I think the three-point shot's deceiving. Because, like, if you're if, if 75% of the time you're, you know, giving the other team the possession, like, that's not good. Like, if you, if you, if you're, if you got 22 points and you're four of 22 and you, you happen to go to the free, th- you know, you got a bunch of calls to go to the free throw line. Like, I, don't, I still don't think that's a great night. Yeah. Well, not if, not if, yeah, well, that's just difference in shooting percentage, but anyway, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like, if you're, that's what I'm, this is my point is if you're doing 11 to 22, like that's fine. If you're having those four 22 nights and you still got 22 points, like, yeah, you got to the free throw line a bunch, but there was 18 possessions that you gave the ball right back to the other team. Anyway. That was too nerdy for me, but, uh, yeah. Uh, again, I'll, for the Bucks, the Bucks are going to win. I still, I'll, I'm going to take the Bucks in six. Um, they've got to, again, he's got to be an all-star. Like, all these role players, like, yeah, like, they have to play well, but, like, you can't expect Conigan, um, Grayson, like these guys aren't all going to shoot, you know, fifty percent from three every game. Like that's just not. That's why they're role players. You know what I mean? Like law of averages for the whole series, they're probably going to average thirty percent, like they do, and like, that like what their actual averages are. So like you need, you just you need Giannis needs Holiday to be consistently good, and I think they I think they pull away with the series. And with Boston, like one's got to be Tatum and. I don't know who the other guy is. Brown's been all over the place. Horford's probably been their most consistent player because the Bucks strategy is basically, and I'm just taking on average Al because I hate him. Um, like their strategy is, we're just we're we're not we're, we're going to try our best not to let Tatum, Tatum and Brown beat us. If 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 the Celtics beat us with Horford making seven threes in a game, then so be it. You know we're going to tip our hat to him. And you know the other night he knocked out a bunch of shots. Um, there, this is the this has probably been the series where fans just fans of both sides just keep bitching about the officiating. Um, like Giannis is really good and it's hard to stop him. So Celtics fans need to just stop crying that he's bulldozing everybody because like you just can't like you're don't let him get downhill and pick up steam. Like you know try to do a better job of of cutting off his his space and his driving lanes. Uh, but like Boston shoot like in game three where they lost. Boston shot 17 more free throws and got called for seven less fouls. And Celtics fans are bitching about the refs. It's like you literally shot double. You shot double the free throws. Like I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I just, I don't understand because Giannis is backing into Grant Williams and Grant Williams is just taken into the chest. Like you just want charges called. Grant Williams get, was trying to get a technical the other night. I don't know. Like I don't know what he's got to do to get a technical. Uh, yeah, every, I don't. Every foul call, he is like vehemently throwing a fit yeah and i i they they gotta figure out the chart like the chart like what's a charge and what's not i I, i've never remembered it so bad as it's been this year um they've been terrible like guys leave their feet and then guys slide under them and they're calling charges it's like that's that's not a charge he can't if i'm in the air you can't slide under me and then even if in an established position like i've already made my descent to that my ascent to the basket they keep calling that wrong um yeah, it's pretty, and it's some of them are just embarrassing. They call they call it a charge on Luca, where Chris Paul like clearly flopped, and I'm like, I could see that real time on TV. You're literally ten feet from these guys, and you can't see that. Like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, I but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Bucks and six. Let's just see again. Holiday to me, it just all comes down to Drew Holiday. Like he's he's the guy they need, man. He's uh he's got to be their Dark Knight. I just saw, sorry, I just saw TNT advertise. They do that rich and shameless, like the documentaries. And Wu-Tang. What, well, the the newest one, did you just see the commercial? It no, said, I didn't. It is, where did NBA star Brian Williams go? 
Brian <laughs> Williams, who changed his name to Bison Daly. That should be a good one. Yeah, this Charles Barkley, uh, the great, the great debate yeah, uh, should be pretty that. good too. Oh, is it? You think so? Uh, Bar- I mean, Barkley's great. Why not? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he like that's why I like I, I like Bart like these guys. Him, that's why him and Shaq are great because. They just don't care about hurting any of these guys' feelings because they don't really get, like like they're the they're the best show on TV. Like they can say whatever they want about guys, and those guys still ha- if they wanted to come on the show, like have to kiss their ass. Like they just don't care. Yeah. So that's, and like hey, that's when how you, when you've been there and done it, you know you got that pedigree. Yeah, yeah, and like it's well, and it's always yeah, exactly. It's it's always funny where it's like. Shaq and Barkley, like you know, we we uh, we've probably called these guys amazing and great a hundred times more than we criticize them. But all they give a shit about is when we criticize. Like they don't they don't give us high fives when we tell everyone how great they are. Yeah. But you know, when we say they have a bad game, oh man, it's f Charles Barkley, it's f Shaq. Yeah. So sorry, we where, derailed where there. We, I was gonna say where did where did <laughs> we leave the whole like what what series are we talking about? I got the I got the Bucks in six still. Drew Holiday's <laughs> got to be better. I I, I had that game. I had that series going to seven. I still think it will. I I just see these two just going back and forth. Uh, there. I mean, you you could micro you know uh, dissect it all you want. I just think these two teams are very really matched, and they're gonna have. Parts where they go back and forth. It's gonna go seven. Yeah, the Celtics winning, right? No, I had the uh, Bucks. Bucks and seven. Yeah. All right. I, I had said their uh, their experience is gonna push them over. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then the the fourth and final series is the Warriors Grizzlies. Um, this series started out. Rather close. Uh, Warriors win by one in game one. Uh, the Grizz take game five. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> take it by. Wow, we really, we really jumped. <laughs> to the future, apparently. Oh, man. Um, they they win by five in game two. Um, and then fast forward to game three uh, in, in Golden State. And uh, Warriors up by – win by 30 – and for whatever reason, John Moran in there at the end in a blowout gets injured. Um, the Grizz actually pulled themselves together, uh, you know, very much like B Rabbit after he found uh, Wink just ba- banging his girl. Uh, he just pulled himself together and, and and you know had a heck of a performance. And the 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 Morantless Grizzlies did too. They only lost by three uh, in Game Four, but you know, lo and behold, the uh, the Warriors are up three to one. Um, no more jaw. So, uh, kind, of, kind of the the writing's on the wall here. Game five is going to be. I mean, it, it will be back in Memphis. So, um, you know, maybe Tyson Fury can come down and sing uh, "Walking Into Memphis" and kind of rally the crowd. Um, but uh, you know, I think it's kind of inevitable at this point. But. Uh, Tori, what, how have you seen this series? And then, you know, a- anything else to add in terms of, uh, you know, wow. kind of they going to be able to stop the uh, stop the avalanche? Uh, this is a series where I've missed the last couple games because uh, being out of town. But uh, it, from what I saw, the first two games were close. Obviously, Jaw went off in game two, uh, but. It just looks like the the Warriors got too much for them. They uh, and a lot of it is the inexperience in Memphis. They just make plays that make you scratch your head. Um, like I said, that's things they could probably overcome in the future. They got they got some learning to do. They got they got to earn their stripes, you know. But uh, it just looks like uh, Warriors got too much for them. They they're ready to make a push. Uh, no jaw. Jaw is that one player who could go for forty-seven and you know get, steal them a game. They just don't have that, and they're just they're just too unseasoned right now. They they need a little bit more experience. But it was nice that they uh, you know threw Stephen Adams out there last game without jaw. You know threw him a bone finally. You know not that plus my I you know I hate plus minus, but you know what. 
you know who had the highest plus minus on the uh, on the floor for Memphis? Who was it? Stephen Adams. You're kidding. Plus thirteen. Hey, this is my shock face. <laughs> Next closest guy was Bain with plus, a plus eight, and then the everybody two guys else. I, the two guys I would say, and I love. Yeah, them. everybody else is a minus. It was a minus then. Well, Mel- Melton played nine minutes, so he doesn't count. Uh, yeah, game. I mean, game three was just you know the Warriors couldn't miss. I mean, Clay's Clay's hitting one footed three pointers. It was uh, it was just one of those things where again, like that's one where. If the, if that had happened tonight, the Sixers game where guys are just hitting like insane shots, it's like you know what? Like there's nothing you can do. Like you're pl- you're playing good D, and they're just nothing is missing. Um, last night, you know they 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 went twenty and five without Jaw this year. I think that's what it is, twenty and five. Uh, so they know how to play without Jaw. You know they're not better without him, obviously, but at least they're not. They at least have experience of what they need to do when Morant's not going to be on on the court. And I just, man, like Dylan Brooks, I I, got, I, I'm, I like Dylan Brooks because he was so good at Oregon and watching him and Lonzo in the Oregon UCLA games were fun. And I like it when college guys get, get to play a few years in the NBA that are really good. Um, but man, he made so many loser, play- he just took so many bad shots last night. And it was so, it, Taylor Jenkins is like the most positive guy in press conferences. Like it's it's really interesting. He's like every question they threw at him. It's like, yeah, we did some good things. Like it's opportunity. Like it's nuts and uh, how like he went through this stuff. And they asked him about Dylan Brooks. He's like, he's like, listen, I got a lot of confidence in him. Did he take? Did he force and take some bad shots? Yes, but you know, defensively, he was doing some really good things and he was doing some really good stuff playmaking. I I get all that, but man, like when you're in a a nip and nip and tuck game like that. And you're playing the Warriors, and that avalanche—you just like you've been able to fend off the avalanche for 44 minutes. When he's out there putting up quick bad shots, I, I feel like no matter what he's giving you defensively, I feel like there's another guy on the bench that could could give you just as much defensively, if not maybe a little less. But like, wouldn't waste these offensive possessions the way he was wasting some of them, which is just terrible shots, man. Um, and I thought that was really the difference. Like these, you know, just bad shots. Chuck it up like early threes that are not good threes. In yeah, league. it's and that's the thing. It's not just missing, and that's why I, I don't. You know, where you were talking about the four for you know four for twenty or four for twenty two or whatever. Like sometimes that's misleading. Like you sometimes maybe you just miss good shots. Like he was just taking bad shots and early, like early yeah early shots in the clock. It's like like you don't need to you need to stay aggressive, but like dude, you don't need to chuck up a 25 footer with 17 seconds left on the shot clock with four minutes left and you're up by three like that. You don't need. Um, so I thought that was, I thought that was some just bad coaching on his, on Jacob's part for pretty much a flawless season. And I did think they, I don't know what the play was, um, but the, the, the triple, or what do you call it? Um, Jackson's three to try to tie the game with like 11 seconds left. They had plenty of time, and it seemed like he rushed it and was like, well, I'm going to take the shot no matter what. You know, they actually doubled him, and he had Tyus Jones, who is just absolutely money late in games, especially at the top of the key. He, like, he he rolled off the screen and was, like, right there wide open. If he would have just taken his time, he could have hit him and got a better shot. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just inexperience. Uh, again, obviously having Ja hurt hurts. Um, I do think Memphis will win game five. I think the home crowd, they'll have some home cooking. Uh I do, the Warriors, and they've always been this way, for as skilled as those guys are and for as crisp as they run their offense, they're so effing sloppy with the basketball. And it's a lot of times it's unforced. It's cocky. Again, I think they're just cocky. Yeah, it's probably that too. Again, like you think Curry would learn when he threw it behind the back pass out of bounds in the last four minutes of an NBA Finals game. That Oh, right, Lord, we have to hear about this every two for one. Every two for one. You'd think he'd learn his lesson and stop throwing lazy bullshit five years, passes. Five years and three championships later, we still got to talk about this one play where he whipped it out of bounds. I'll be, I'll be doing it 10 years from now. He could have 12 championships, and I'll still be talking about that that bullshit pass that he threw um yeah like that i i think that 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 worries me against if phoenix ends up coming out of this series and i know i added that to our agenda like because i think that the series is probably over not that the warriors haven't blown 3-1 before 
Um, but I, I just can't see Memphis winning three games. Yeah, I can't see Memphis winning three games without Morant. I just, I even, even if they forced a seven at home, I just, I can't see that. So long, long term. Are you saying that success is their only option? Failures not. That's right. Um, basically, I was gonna say that. Uh, regardless, you know they're not gonna win three. They're they're staying put where they are. Just look at their boots; they're starting to grow roots. <laughs> oh, this was good. This this was good. Um, yeah, I I worry about even though we by the jail we picked the Warriors here, um, to go to the finals. I do worry about them in a matchup with Phoenix. The way they're just so careless with the basketball. Like it's fine yeah. when you're playing when you, you can get away with that against Memphis, who's playing stupid. But like I don't, I don't I, like Phoenix isn't going to do that. So I, this would have been a good series for them to try to take care of the basketball a little bit more. Yeah, you'd like to see them polish up some of those uh, flaws, but yeah, especially against such a good defensive team like Memphis, like you'd want. Yeah, this was a good. It was a good. It's a good opportunity for you to just yeah get crisp and do some stuff and. There's the things that worry me about the Warriors haven't seemed to improve in the postseason. I mean, I'm sorry to take them to the finals, but clay for life. <laughs> All right. Um, so I think that wraps up where we are halfway through round two, right? Um, you know, the the only other note we have here that, that Drew wanted to bring up is that stop the presses. We, we can confirm the genie bus does run the the Lakers, not LeBron and Rich Paul. I did I didn't I didn't really put that on there for you to read out loud. I just put that as a joke, but we can we can laugh about it. <laughs> uh, I definitely wanted to laugh about it. <laughs> what else is she gonna say? Yeah. Our fr- friend of the pod, Teddy, was a uh he's got a picture of LeBron tattooed on his left ass cheek. He like <laughs> said he sent us that today like it was breaking news. It was like it was like guys, see I told you, like Jeannie said, LeBron and Rich aren't making decisions. It's like it's like thanks yeah. thanks bro <laughs> that's that's like future saying that yeah he he doesn't have connections like of course he's gonna say he has connections uh man. Eight mile reference yeah but all right um on that note uh any parting shots nicks for clicks nicks for clicks uh you did want to bring up russell westbrook drew and the knicks uh i've seen some i i <laughs> I've seen some pretty hilarious trades with Russell Westbrook this week. Um, typical Knicks stuff, you know. The, the Knicks would give the Lakers first round picks, and uh, <laughs> uh, Rob, Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson. I forget who the other piece was. I think it might have been Barrett. But it's like, yeah. So the Knicks are giving up. The Knicks are giving up first plus Mitchell Robinson plus RJ Barrett. Like that's that's happening. Um, Ed Fournier. Like just crazy, crazy shit. I'm just like, if that that nobody's giving like nobody's giving that stuff for Westbrook. But I saw a great one that had Westbrook, <laughs> Westbrook getting traded back to the Wizards for to, it, West Westbrook and two first round picks, which means the Lakers would have effectively given up like five firsts all in with with evolve with Russell Westbrook, which would just be so amazing. Um, and in return, they would get back KCP and Tory's boy Porzingis. <laughs> wow! Like, can you imagine? Could you imagine if, like, the Lake if that actually if that actually happened? Like, I'd probably I'd probably start the free LeBron uh, hashtag, which is with the most absurd thing ever. Um, but I, I, at that point I'd probably be like, wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some asshole is really running, uh, running the Lakers. Yeah. LeBron's just worried he's going to get old in Salem's lot. <sighs> all right. That's all I got. All right. Uh, Tori, did you have any, anything else or are we good? Uh, no. Uh, in the meantime, uh, for those listening at home, it is now a 24-point uh, Phoenix lead. Yeah, nuts. So that's happening. Bring on game six. Barring a ridiculous comeback, 3-2 Phoenix. Um, all right, and uh, I'm going to sign us off. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Never nervous.